You're listening to Paint the Town podcast with your hosts, LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of. So we're out here in your home city. It's one of my favorite um, cities in the world, man, and uh, Amsterdam, man, Holland. I mean, uh, uh, what's your thoughts on it, Teach? Because uh, you, you just, you know. I'm you still getting adjusted, bro. <laughs> you haven't been here for. There's for... a nine-hour time difference, okay? We're coming from L.A. We're coming into Amsterdam. It's a nine-hour time difference, okay? Back home, it is, uh, what, about 3.50 in the morning, okay? At 4 a.m., yeah. It's about 4 a.m., <laughs> so... But dude, I gotta tell you, it is it is so awesome here. The the, the food that we've had, I've already had a good night's sleep and everything. Dude, I got I probably pretty hammered last night, man. <laughs> Frank took us to a really awesome uh, food festival, right? Food and music. Yeah, yeah, it was a food truck festival. Actually. Tell us about it last night. I mean, it was called Rolling. Hold on, let's talk about who we got here with us. Okay, yeah, okay, second. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting I'm jumping ahead, man. <laughs> we're a little excited. We're a little, you know, we're a little like anxious because our damn uh, control board for some reason didn't work. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we got all this equipment over here and everything, all set up nice and professional for our buddy Frankie here, right? TSA went through. Well, the- I mean, it looks good from what I can see, but, uh, you know. Looks <laughs> like it should work, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, yeah, TSA, they went through, to, you know, they literally like all these wires inside this uh, luggage, basically. They gave me a little notice saying they, they went through, uh, you know, all my stuff and then uh, made sure it wasn't a bomb. So that was all good, you, you know. And, uh, yeah, here we are. But anyways, we, we got to record off a little phone microphone because, uh, uh, you know, the switchboard isn't working with the... Uh, we brought adapters, man. I'm not a dumbass, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know what? Other than but believe that, me, we're actually in an empty room right now. <laughs> Don't let these guys fool you. Yeah, we're not we're not in the, the standard studio, that L.A. Street Gallery. We're here in Amsterdam at an Airbnb. Um, but anyways, what are you saying, Teach? Um, dude, other than that... Other than the soundboard uh, fucking us over, uh, this has been amazing, man. Yeah, man. I mean, this. I think this is probably my like eighth or ninth time coming to Amsterdam. I, I literally couldn't live here, you know, because you, you got the, okay. You got like there's not a lot of places that have like better weed than LA. Like really, really. There, there's about two. <laughs> That's the first thing you think when you're talking about Amsterdam. I can live here. Yeah, well, I get weed. <laughs> Well, that, no, there's, for me, there's two things that are really, really important, man, that, yeah, right, that okay. this city you got. Okay. You got good access to weed and pretty decent Asian food, man. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do, actually. Maybe you didn't even... Did you go to the, the Chinatown part? Um, I have been there before. This yeah, time yeah. I haven't, but, yeah. um, you know, uh, they've had... You know, Indonesia used to be a, a Holland colony, basically, right? right? So, uh, you know, I'm a big history guy, man, so... You know, if you have a colony in Indonesia, I mean, um, you know, you get access to good Asian food, man. <laughs> oh, you should, well, yeah, probably. Well, they, they, you should. I thought the same thing when they, we, we have like 800,000 Turkish people living here. <laughs> and there's still no decent Turkish restaurant in all of Holland. So, oh, you know what? Let's talk about Turkey in a second. Let, again, let's, let's introduce Frankie as an artist, man. Because, like, um, how, how we got connected to him is uh, one of our previous guests, Stephen uh, Levy. Right? right. He uh, is a photographer uh, for a lot of street artists, and you've recently did a project with him, right? Yeah, he's got a great project going right now where uh, he's basically projecting um, artists' work on the side of buildings in the evening. So, you know, at nighttime, you're driving down the street, and it looks, you know, pretty much like a massive billboard of your work up as you're driving by. Yeah. So he uh, projected some of uh, Frankie Hollywood's work. And I guess that is, uh, he, you know, found out we were coming over here to Amsterdam and it was like, Hey, you know, you should, uh, check this guy out. And so, uh, that's, that's how we ended up with Frankie here today. Man. Yeah, man. And you know, Frankie, I took a look at some of his work. He has some really, really interesting, provocative stuff, man. And, uh, you know, I just, I really, really enjoy it actually. So, I mean, oh, I love, I really love the, uh, the, the color combinations and, uh, the, the line work of the, the portraits that I've seen. Um, could you describe... Actually, let's, let's, let's start from... Um, where are you from? Uh, well, I'm origi- originally from a small town near Amsterdam. 
uh, which by American standards would be considered a suburb. (laughs) (laughs) About how many populations? I mean, distances here are not that that far apart, so... uh, I, I would reckon like a hundred thousand people would live in the in the small town that, uh, that I grew up on. Okay. And uh, I moved to Amsterdam twenty years ago. When you were about what age? Nineteen. So you moved here when you were nineteen years yeah. old. For college or? Eighteen. Eighteen years. Had you done any years? artwork? When did you start doing artwork? God, Sorry. a lot of questions, man. All right, one, one at a time. <laughs> one at a time. Yeah, yeah. Fire away. Um, well, I mean, I've been doing art art ever since I'd imagined, but, uh... What was, like, the first medium that you worked on you remember shoot. enjoying working well, with? Um, like I said, I've been drawing all my life, but the first time that I actually did encounter street art or graffiti was because of my sister. She was a, a rising star in the Dutch graffiti scene. Oh, really? Yeah, at the age of 16. What's her name? Well, Bridget, but... Uh, okay, <laughs> not anymore. I mean, what's she, she right, I guess? Oh, no, no, not anymore. I mean, she, she settled down. and uh, <laughs> She's your older sister? Yeah, she's my older sister. And uh, she took me to, to train yards when I was 12 years old. And uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was a really unique experience for me as a, as a young boy. So um, I immediately got hooked on, and you know, going to squatting buildings and train yards. And so that the, the That's awesome. virus uh, caught me on uh, pretty quick. So were you using spray paint? Yeah, always, always. Markers or... Well, it was Belton's at the time. I'm sorry? Belton. What is that? Well, the cans, the the brand cans. Okay. Belton. Belton. Yeah, Belton. B-E-L-T-O-N. Well, we would... No, I'm saying... Arvar, Belton. It's funny because uh, there's so many different brands of graffiti that uh, uh, people like to... I mean, sorry, not graffiti, but aerosol spray that people like to use. And uh, there's probably about, you know, four factories in the U.S. that make all the spray paint really and then they just put different labels on it so if everybody always thinks like hey montana is uh-huh. like there's a montana factory and then there's right. a montana store right. <laughs> you know what i mean, I so, mean they smell differently though I, that, I, 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 I know they don't make belton anymore but okay i i i, I detested the sparvar uh, spray because it was really it had this was this really strong industrial kind of smell? Why, oh, okay. on the other hand, the, the Belton's had a little bit of a more of a. Do you remember what you first sprayed when you used the spray can? Uh, what do you mean, my my name? It, Did you spray your name or what yeah, was yeah, the first no, it you was sprayed? I mean, I, I got introduced to it real quick. So uh, my sister learned me about tagging and uh, and making uh, uh, throw ups, right? Because those okay. are the first things you learn, of course. Right. A throw up is easy, so. We had to decide on a decide on a name, so we said like we, I do radar, which was my first one. Okay, radar. R e d a r. R e d. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's phonetic phonetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and well, uh, once you get into tags in different languages, man, that kind of changes the game. Yeah, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's true. That's true. Actually, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then, like for example, I saw like a um, S B R earlier you know and I was just like who's that it could mean so many different things in different languages you know what I mean and I was just like there could be somebody signing SBR in LA and somebody signing SBR in Amsterdam that are two completely different artists that mean two completely different things you know what I mean so to me that was just really interesting um but uh, anyway, so I mean, your roots were graffiti and and things like that, right? Yeah. So you wrote, um, so you wrote radar. Yeah. And then was there anything else that you sprayed? Yeah, but I mean, it probably would be, uh, I can say this now, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's in the past. No, I mean, the the fines here for for graffiti are quite high. Uh, We're going to talk about that some more, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you use a name for a while because, you know, once you you, uh, make your mark, you don't want to start all over again, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, unless you get in trouble, like teach. Teach. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. So Teach has a. I never got caught though. Okay, okay. That was going to be one of my next questions. Was, have, yeah. Did you have I any did, close calls? Oh, I, I had a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you Especially your first close call. Yeah, we well, what we used to do, we at nighttime we used to walk around the train tracks from one station to the other, which is quite dangerous at nighttime because uh, there was a lot of night trains passing by, right? And uh, you're down on the tracks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's those are the places that you get a lot of people to see your stuff. So and the trains are coming through at about how fast? Well, it depends. I don't know. I don't know the speed of the trains. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I mean, like fast enough to kill. Yeah, them. yeah, fast enough for sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Are these in tunnels too, though? A lot of times, like no, no, no overpasses. Overpasses. Uh, yeah, okay. and uh, the walls, uh, the sound walls next to the train uh, track, uh, or uh, 
overpasses next to uh, uh, highways. Those okay. are the most difficult ones because next to a train track is usually easier to hide. To, yeah, to hide mm-hmm. or, or, or at least jump over a wall and then get rid of the, the police dogs because mm-hmm. they bring dogs, right? Oh, wow. So, uh, <laughs> it's usually one of your close calls. So you oh, right. So one time we, uh, we did an overpass uh, uh, near the place I grew up in uh, next to a highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know Dutch people ride bicycles right so uh, oh yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yes so let's get into that later we're, we're teens so we did, when we get 16 we don't use a car or uh, maybe a scooter or something like that but I, I used to just uh, steal my mom's bicycle and uh, <laughs> borrow your mom's my, well if you don't ask it's kind of like stealing right so yeah. uh, uh, I took my mom's bike and um, uh, we went to this overpass and we parked our bikes quite close I mean, when you when you don't get caught, you you get a little bit more um, brave. Well, it's not brave. <laughs> let's call it stupid. And um, so we parked the bikes quite near, and we not were, quite as careful. No, we're not quite as careful, right? So we parked the bikes quite near, and we we're doing a piece, and we took our pretty sweet time, which is not really what you're supposed to do, of course. No. So we did one side of the the overpass, and then we decided, well, let's just do the other side of the overpass as long as we're here, right? So, because uh, <laughs> we're feeling invisible, <laughs> right? You're feeling, yeah, we're feeling invisible. And there, sometimes when there were cars passing, we just duck uh, underneath the, the, uh, I don't know. So how, one of you was looking out, or well, it's always, it's always like that. Right. So um, we were the three of us, and then one of the cars passing by was a cop car. So we ducked, but I guess the guys weren't that stupid, so <laughs> it, it made a U-turn on the on the highway, <laughs> and it came back. So we immediately started running, right? But we left our bikes there. So, uh, yeah. We, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> still, they were quite following us for, I think it was an hour or three. We hit, and, uh, and finally we got home to our friend's house. Yeah. And his mom was cool. She knew what we were doing anyways. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, you can hang out here for a few hours, then go back home. What a cool mom. Yeah, no, she's cool. <laughs> what happened to the bikes? So, yeah, that's what I'm, the point I'm going to get at. So, <laughs> I finally arrived home, and in the morning, uh, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I brought my. Yeah, I I brought the bike here. I think it got stolen on our on our driveway, right? So uh, I went I went back to the police station the next morning and I reported our bike stolen. Uh, you said some taggers. I said I don't know what happened, but I parked the bike in front of our house last night. It got stolen. Uh, I don't know what happened. But the, the police actually <laughs> impounded our bikes from that place, so we got our bikes back. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it, t- it did take some balls, because I, d- I didn't know what I was going to get away with, but, you know. Uh, well, they, they got to have evidence. Yeah, well, they could have exactly. had, had, I mean, I don't know how, the, is this there cameras around? That was a long time ago. This is, this, this wasn't Amsterdam. It was a cl- it's, it's a place next to the freeway. Okay, okay, well, okay. It was okay. like 96. They I didn't see, have I a lot of, They didn't have a lot of cameras back then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Uh, that's yeah. interesting, but man, but just, I don't think there's any been, in LA, there's ever, well, I don't know, I could be wrong. I mean, riding bikes to go out and do graffiti is not, is that so yeah, popular? No. Not so much in LA, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Because if you're Bicycles. riding, a, yeah, you, yeah. You'll, you'll, you know, you're just going to, if you're trying to hit the freeway, you'll see somebody, you know, get out on the side and then, you know, they're just going to be throw up, do a throw up real quick, right. you know. Uh, but like I said, I think in Amsterdam, man, so many people ride bikes. Um, it's like a... It's more bikes than people here. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say, for those of you who have no idea, Amsterdam, like Freddie, Frankie, Freddy, would yes, just <laughs> Hank, more. There are more. There's like, how many more bikes? Uh, I think there's, a, let's say Amsterdam has about 800,000 people, which is not a lot in the center, and uh, they have like a million bikes, so they out trump them. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and geez. it seems like they're always big guys. On the bikes. What, big you know, guys? Let me, just, let me just address this for a minute here, okay? Because I've been to Amsterdam. This is my third time being here. I came twice before, once with my wife. And it seems like there's always these huge guys on the bikes, and they don't want to slow down. Right. I've almost gotten killed by, right. by a big... I mean, these guys are like 240, 250, maybe bigger. And they're tall. You mean tall, right? Yeah, yeah, big. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're flying by. I'm saying at least thirty miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now maybe a bit over exaggerated. Thirty miles. That's forty-five <laughs> kilometers. It feels like, like fifty. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, before this time, actually, we got some bikes this time, yeah. and we've been doing a little bit of riding around ourselves. Right. And um, now that I've now that I've the bike rider, you know, yeah. and I'm seeing people and I'm riding. 
it's a whole different perspective now. You know, it's like, okay, wait a second. You don't need to ride that fast no, you don't. and buzz people like that. No. You see them coming. Yeah. You know they're tourists. You know they're not going to see you or some shit like that. All right, Chill okay. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's probably from a tourist perspective. But, 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 exactly. Dutch, but Dutch people are known to be, actually, this is what I heard, Dutch people are actually known to be nicer to tourists than to uh, uh, their fellow Dutchmen. Is this true? This is what I've heard. Really? Yeah, because, uh, you know, Amsterdam... Is, or maybe just people from Amsterdam, maybe. I'm nice to tourists in general. Yeah, no, I saw, doing stupid. I, saw, I saw this guy yesterday give this old man directions and sat there at least five oh, minutes uh, taking the time just to explain to this old man how to get back to his hotel, man. You're not exaggerating. I think it was more like six or seven minutes to be exact. Like and I it said, was, it's, it's fine. You're, you're pretty much, I live in the center of Amsterdam, right next to Rembrandt Square, which is... I don't know if you if you're in LA, it's downtown, or if you're in New York, it would be Times Square. But uh, yeah, you're pretty much used to the fact that whenever you walk out the door, you're basically a tour guide, which is fine, <laughs> and I, I don't mind that much. I just don't like stupid behavior. I mean, I don't know what country you come from, but we come from a country no, but, of I mean, stupid but, people. No, but, 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 but walking in the middle of the street where there's cars and 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 bikes and, and motorcycles that doesn't make sense to me so whenever you stop in the middle of the road to take a selfie and, oh, and, and, and I almost get hit I mean I don't mind you getting hit but if you're taking me with you that seems to be like a problem so in, in that regard I would say I'm not that fond of tourists but okay I mean I'm a tourist in every country so um, well you ride you know, a scooter yeah exactly okay that to me that is insane you you have got to be you have got to be on top of your shit. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, like we, like I was saying, we were riding the bikes. Yeah. Okay. And already that's a little bit fast. Right. right? Okay. Someone comes at you, someone's walking by or whatever, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. On a scooter, you're going even faster. That's true. But, and, and then again, you know, bike, people on bicycles always think they have to ride away, which is not true. I wouldn't. Fuck. Well, that's, well, that's what they I think, the right? They, they, they go, they go uh, in the opposite direction. They run red lights. They really don't give a fuck. And whenever, <laughs> and whenever you get in trouble with them, they're like, "Really, you should watch out." So it's a, uh, it's a strange kind of dynamic. But once you uh, get used to the idea that everybody does what does whatever the fuck they want, so every on every corner you could have an accident. Yes. You have to write like that, and you'll be fine. I see. Sure, I that see. makes perfect sense. Yes. But I, and I, I expect everybody to do stupid shit all the time. So, you know, I'm always on my, I'm always on the guard. And plus I know the center really well. I've been, I've been doing this, riding my, at least my scooter for more than 10 years now. And uh, I remember I had to do my driving exams in Amsterdam because I, I flunked it back in my hometown. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of hard. So my parents were like, really? And then I quit my drivers. And, I, 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 and anyway, I, I, I did it in the center of Amsterdam. <laughs> And um, <clears throat> you're actually learn. Okay, for example, in America, it's probably easy to get your permit, right? Your driving license. Yeah. In Holland, it's quite a quite an ordeal. So you get like at least sixty lessons, which you pay like a hundred bucks what? an hour, and then you have to have a, a theoretical theoretical exam, which consists of thirty open questions and thirty trick questions, right? So it's it's basically a bitch to get your driver's license. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you say sixty? Well, yeah, well, it depends on how good your driver is. But let's say, uh, on an average, people take like 40 lessons. I think in the okay, U.S. Okay, wait a second. How, how long are each one of these lessons? Well, it depends if it's double hours or single hours. And you pay like, let's say, like I say, 100 bucks an hour. <laughs> Whoa, uh, what? You're paying for the lessons how much? Well, 100 bucks an hour is, 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 is uh, yeah, pretty standard. decent price. Yeah. And you got to go at least 40 hours? Well, if they say you're a, you're a horrible driver, yeah, they, they give you more lessons. Yeah, <laughs> that's like five thousand, four or five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, I I, I I think I paid even more. I, I paid three the first time. I paid three and a half thousand euros, which uh, which didn't make any sense. But that's that's just for your license, right? Right. That's Is true. there extra for like registration and everything like that for your cars? I I mean, like yeah, sure, for certain reasons. <laughs> oh God! It seems like. Oh no! Anyway, so I, okay, so I I. I just get back to the point of the driver's okay, license. Sorry. So no worries. That's insane, I had to. I had way. to. I had to drive around out the outskirts of Amsterdam because that's where all the 
the special made uh, 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 traffic rules are. So they, it's like a playground for extra traffic rules, right? So they let you drive around these trick areas. Mm-hmm. And, and But it's, it's, it's a lot calmer than the center of Amsterdam. You know, trams yes, and cars. Exactly. And uh, I, I always remembered when I uh, drove through the center of Amsterdam, I was quite quite relaxed because I knew the the way and I knew which way the cars were coming. Or one way. So the guys were the guys was like, "Why on earth are you really relaxed driving around the center of Amsterdam while we're driving in a suburb?" And you go like, "What the fuck's going on?" But I I think to getting back to the scooter story, it's it's this it's a similar kind of thing. So uh, you just get used to it. You get used to the dynamic of a city. I got to tell you, I, I did for a few minutes sit and just watch a uh, an intersection, right? And just all of the flow, yeah. And there was there was moments I realized where there were there were like no tourists, and the the, the way the the bikes and the scooters and the yeah. trams and the cars just went. It was yeah. amazing. It was like oh my god, there's gonna be a, a a wreck any second now. No, no one's flinching. No one's. It's just flowing. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, like the tourists would come through. Yeah, and you can see like them a, on the different bikes. They probably have either numbers on it or they're yellow or red bikes. Yeah, ours have numbers that we really have. Yeah, that's, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's, I always have that with my scooter as well. And when I see like a flock of them, because it's usually in flocks, Yeah. and they either are holding their phones or they're smoking on the bike, which I mean, you know, totally understandable if you don't know the dynamic, but you'll, you'll just keep your distance a little bit. I see. Bit. Yeah. But you have these really cool videos online, which you can see people, you know, in uh, in, a, in the time lapse crossing. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah. that would be really. That's what, we should set up a time lapse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so people have an idea what the yeah. hell we're talking about. Yeah. Well, people in Japan always you always see those huge intersections yeah. in Japan. You Shibuya actually, crossing, exactly. For example. You, but yeah. the thing is, like everybody has those high high viewpoints that you can actually see it. I'm sure it looks just as crazy here with all the bikes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not Shibuya crossing. Twenty six thousand people at one time. Over <laughs> That's there. true. Okay, it's not that big, but I'm just saying, like the chaos sometimes can feel that way. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, at the end of the day, man, what I I love about uh, Amsterdam and also just Holland in general. I mean, it's it's not a very big big place. You know, like not at all. exactly. No. So it's like. Uh, everything is like uh, possible to do to get to. Well, the, within dude, the, the architecture here is yeah. amazing. Some of the buildings, um, the the decorations, the arches, the you know capitals and everything are just amazing. And then and then you walk down the street and you see this house that looks like it's about to fall over. All oh, right. Well, there's a story about that too because. You know, once they go crooked to the left or the right side, that's because of the ground, right? So I... Because I, I, it's marsh. Well, Amsterdam yeah. is built on uh, swamps Swamp. originally, right? Yes. Maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about just like, you know, the canals and everything like well, that. Well, just, just a little bit of story about the crooked house. Sure. Then. So the, the once buildings go from the left to the right side, that's because the ground is really soft. Mm-hmm. Amsterdam is originally built on poles. So mm-hmm. all of the houses were built on wooden poles to, sure. you know, not make them... Just go down. Sink. The <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, true. No, that's actually true. How many fucking poles that is? Yeah, a lot of poles. But then again, if it's if it's underneath a, a, a if it's water and swampish kind of ground, it wouldn't rot, right? As so, as soon as air comes into it, it will start rotting. So uh, no, they're fine. Okay. But you also see the houses tilted towards the front. Yeah. And people say that's crazy. Why don't a house falls over? But that's actually um, done on purpose. Oh. And it has to do with the fact that you have to, you have these cross beams on the on the top. Oh, to, so that people can get their shit in. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you'll 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 manage to because most of these houses were packing houses in the center of Amsterdam because the canals yeah. were used to transport goods from the from the port, the port of Amsterdam, into the centers to these packing houses. So they have to you know they they lifted up these packages. But if you had a big crate and your house is you know not crooked toward the front. You'll just smash in one of the windows, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, because it'll swing. And yes, exactly. Oh my god! Well, yesterday we were just at the McDonald's. It's engineering. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we were just at the McDonald's, just eating breakfast or something like that, just yeah. something cheap. And uh, you know, even their deliveries, man, they had to get it through the window. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like. Um, you're saying that before all this area was all like industrial packing houses. You're Most saying? of them, though, not and, all the canals. And now they're all retail shops and uh, residential businesses, yeah, basically, yeah. right? So, yeah. Is it because they were originally like that that they just kept building them like that? I guess um, no, because you look at, I mean, some of these <coughs> were not built back when they were, you know, when they were packing houses. They're they're more new, you know, and then they have it's, it's like every one know, of these houses it, or buildings has that that hook. 
right. the top of the all of them has in, in the the window in the front. Yeah, the top of the house. Yeah, there's this massive hook. Yes, and that's for hauling shit inside the house. Because yeah. the 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 entrance is not Too big narrow. enough. No, and the stairs here. Good luck finding a, a house that has stairs or, that are to code. Because in the US. They're, they're so <laughs> slight like and yeah. small. Like if you're not careful, you just you bust your ass so damn bad. Yeah, I heard it every but, time. But I, 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 I like I lived in a house which was built in 1746, right? So uh, <laughs> that's older than America, right? Exactly. I, we always used to joke about that. But um, uh, I had this flight of stairs, which in in the old days used to be an alley. So, but they built a flight of stairs in it and go <laughs> over it, right? Just because they otherwise couldn't get into the house for an apartment. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was a really, really steep flight of stairs, and I always, when I got guests over, they were like, "Did you never fall down these stairs?" But I, I, I think it's just getting used to it. I mean, I ran up and down these stairs, drunk and stoned and whatever. You know, I never, ever, never, ever, and even with the lights off, I had a period when I was just studying because I, I started renting the place out when I was when I was in uni, right? So. Um, okay. Uh, and then I was still sharing it with a few friends, and afterwards I kept the kept the apartment for myself, and the friends went out. But uh, I remember that we, we, you know, the landlord didn't want to fix the lighting in the hallway, so we had to run up and down these stairs in the in the pitch dark, you know, totally drunk. And uh, oh I mean, <laughs> That's I, I think it's just like it's just like riding your bike. You'll just get used to the fact that these stairs are just really small. Made for tiny feet. Yes. And uh, and really steep. Other, on the other hand, you can, you cannot get elevated to that level if you didn't have small stairs. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You can't get you can't make you have to make them really steep so you can get that high basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's not that much room in some of these places. <laughs> you have you have these really funny houses though. For example, when you walk towards the uh, I don't know it's hard to visualize this, but if you walk through the red light district, there's a really big building and it actually resembles the the palace on Dam Square, right? Oh yeah, it's it's they're totally similar. Like two, okay. These two buildings, only for one difference in that the palace on the damn square has a dome on top. Okay. This building was this, it's a house or two houses actually. It was built by the brothers Trip, who were uh, at the time really rich merchants, okay. but like nouveau rich kind of merchants. Because okay. the red light district was the poorest part of Amsterdam. Yeah. So they decided to build like this monstrous house over there, which had to resemble the the city hall, the which style. is the palace on the yeah. dam, because mm-hmm. they were like you know. You know, bad taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't realize that you have, for a, to build a dome, you have to have walls on each side. So because it was two houses, the wall was running on, in the middle, so they couldn't yeah. build a dome on top. I see. But these guys were so, um, um, you know. Tenacious. Yeah, so they, 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 had this, they had this coach driver, which brought them all through town. And the guy once said to one of his friends, if I only had a house as wide as the brother's trip, front door I would be a happy man yeah this story came to ears of one of the brothers who decided it was a really fun thing to do to just build a house not wider than their front door and just give it to their coach guy (laughs) there's actually a house close by that really big building that's just not wider than their front door and they gave it to the that's that's what no literally yeah if you look at this building it's like you open the door and then it just goes up and uh, the house is as wide as the wide as the door. Yeah, wide as the door. <laughs> but you know what? That that's what I love about Amsterdam. At the end of the day, I always say this is a city that you can just, uh, for me, get stoned in and then get lost in, and then you'll find something. <laughs> you know, you'll find something that you love, man. I mean, um, aside from the wonderful street art that's all over the place, I mean, this city like it just breeds it, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, you'll be able to find like a nice little restaurant to go to, like a coffee shop, like a, a art gallery. Of any style, man. Uh, yeah. You know what? You remember the the we went into a McDonald's yesterday, <laughs> and they had graffiti all over the walls in there. And here's the funny thing: it was printed on uh, wallpaper, yeah, and and pasted up. Oh yeah, yeah. Professionally, yeah. like yeah. It, it, they could have maybe saved some money if they just let some local artists go in there <laughs> for a couple minutes and done yeah. their thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's what I mean. This city actually just supports um, this uh, edgy art. I think at the end of the day, you know, I mean, uh, well, Amer- many people consider edgy. Uh, you know, it's up to the point where even their retail locations. I mean, they're embracing it too by uh, actually, you know, having tags as wallpaper, man. It's just so yeah. cool to me. And it's something that yeah, you can't really, 
you know, find too much, I think, in the U.S., you know. So maybe maybe as a, you know, a Dutch person you, around it, you're just like, oh, this is normal. <laughs> well, well, okay, so when did you go from doing graffiti? What did you, how did uh, you go on to the next? All right, yeah, yeah, getting back to the art. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries about it. I can talk oh, about you it. You everything. Yeah, no, that's true, true. Um, well, I actually made the transition to uh, from the, the walls to the canvas, I think, in 1999. Okay. Officially. I mean, I did canvases before. Even before that time when I was still doing graffiti. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing in Holland is you have these certain kind of rules. And that's be when you're uh, 18, so when you're a minor in Amsterdam or in Holland, you're an 18 plus, you're, you're an adult, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, whenever you're 18 and below and you get caught doing an offense, let's say graffiti, mm -hmm. you get uh, community service. It's like so, slap on the wrist, basically. Well, not really a slap How on the wrist. How long is the community service? Uh, it depends on the, the offense. The offense, right? Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't get away with murder, but uh, for example, if you if you did a big piece on a, on a wall, they'll they'll you, you, of course you had to pay a fine, but then you had to clean shit in the kinder uh, kinder uh, farm. Uh, what is it? Child children's farm. What do they call that? Yeah, okay. You know where they keep the, the pigs and the uh, just a sty like a farm. Yeah, know? but the farm where kids go to in the in oh, petting zoo. A petting oh, zoo, okay, right? Okay, yeah, okay, petting okay, zoo. okay. Yeah. Nice, Happy nice, nice. <laughs> Wait, so do they track your tags here? Yeah, of course. They, okay. they make pictures of your tags. How much of a fine? Like I said, that all, that all depends on how much they, they, they recover off what you're doing. Say, like they just busted you. They haven't for gotten for anything before. Yeah. I don't know how much it. that is now. It used to be a few hundred bucks, which was not a lot. Okay. okay. And, and then you have to do community service for, let's say, a week. Okay. It's, it's, it's supervised a community service. So okay. When you're okay. shoveling shit in the petting zoo, they, <laughs> you know, that would, actually, that's one of the things you have to do. It's supervised, of course. It's a, it's a half-ass kind of community service. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but once you hit 18 and, and above, the fines go actually above that, and it, 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 you have a permanent criminal record. Oh wow! Okay. Under, underneath 18, when you turn 18, the criminal record, unless it's a serious offense, they wipe it. So whenever you do graffiti and you get 18, it wipes off your record. Nobody will ever see that again. But when you turn 18 and you get caught doing graffiti. The fines go up to a few hundred thousand bucks. Oh my god! I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. So I, I know people. For example, hundred thousand. Yes. Well, cleaning trains is a really one of the biggest things. So whenever you let's say go to a train yard, you cut up an offense. You go, you know, uh, you go uh, put a piece on a, on a train. It has to get cleaned. But before it gets cleaned, of course, they take the pictures. So let's say you do a few trains and a few, you know, a few big murals. And they have the pictures to support that. The fine could go up. I remembered guys getting like a hundred thousand. I mean, basically, you're they in debt for a, a long, long time before oh, you even go to college. God and, almighty, uh, and, man! And, and above that, you'll get a criminal record as well because you're you're just breaking and entering on a on a, on a train yard, which is an yeah. offense. Oh, yeah. So I decided when I turned 18, I shouldn't be doing those kind of things because my future is important to me as well. And, sure, uh, sure. So I, of course, I'd still do the the legal murals, which I think it's cool. You know, you mm -hmm. have these halls of fame. Which the government supports, where you can do legal graffiti. It takes. Nice. It, it's not. It's not the edge you're looking for. As you're when you're younger, it's all about, of course, also the chase and, the, you know, yeah, the adrenaline. Yeah, the but also you know you, you did a piece on a on a on an overpass, really hard to get by, and people within the graffiti community see that you're like, yeah, that's boss, man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Respect. You got the yeah, respect. right. Wow. There's the respect. It's like you don't so, need to keep having that. You, the odds are, you know, that's one of the things about the, the graffiti game that some of the guys know and some of the guys don't is that, man, the odds are you keep going and balling it, eventually you're going to get caught. Eventually, yes. So I decided in 99 that uh, that was it and I just made the transition to the canvas and I, I, I thought that was cool. I still do like street art or murals, but uh, occasionally. And uh, uh, that was the time I always thought, well, you know, still like to do art just in a different way. I knew there was always going to be that point that I had to make that. Yeah, what a transition, man. I, I mean, I loved your work, man. So, I mean, did you want to say something before? Yeah, I was going to say, how did you um, decide on uh, subject matter? Um, well, that just grows. That just grows. I mean... Uh, Seems like I, it's mostly uh, portrait. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, nowadays it is. Nowadays? It is. What, did, what did it start as when you started doing the, the canvases? Uh, Damn. Well, it, it used to be more an abstract kind of thing. So you still had the more of the graffiti elements in it or the mixed media kind of elements in it. Mm -hmm. 
And then uh, I went to art school, which is, yeah, and uh, they didn't really... Learned how to paint very well. I mean, <laughs> Thank you folks, very much. stuff is, I mean, you're like photorealistic. Yeah, no, I mean... If he was. I thought they were photos, actually. <laughs> Initially. Yeah, <thanks. laughs> no, really, I mean... No, 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 I consider that a compliment. Yeah, and then, right. you know what? Uh, first, I'm just taking... We're just, like, browsing uh, his uh, Instagram right here. One of the things I notice as a theme is, like, those Shakespearean uh, collars that you have around these, right. these girls, man. I mean, yeah. you want to tell the audience a little bit about, like... Because that's what sticks out to me the most, man. I mean... Uh, those do just, not look easy to paint. Well, okay. the, the collars are, are not that hard, but... Um, um, Okay, so that's one of the series I'm doing right sure. now. I've been doing that for at least five years, and uh, uh, before that, there was there was actually um, uh, was looked down upon if you painted realistically, right? There was uh, uh, the art had to be a little bit more poppy or abstract or impressionist, maybe impressionist, at least more open. Right. It's, it's, I think it's a it's a it's a, a thing of the last hundred or hundred fifty years. And there's now more of a new appreciation for craftsmanship in which realism or magical realism or whatever form of, you know, craftsmanship that you're doing uh, has gained ground. So when I started doing this uh, uh, at a gallery five, six years ago, <clears throat> I remember they were quite, quite cautious. And I said, well, just give, you, give it a chance. So I'll have my pop artwork up in the gallery and I'll just hang these aside, right? So right. just give it a shot. And they immediately the 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 realistic work started outshining the pop artworks, and you know mm-hmm. how gallery owners are, so they only think about money. So <laughs> of course, whatever sells. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 jumped on the the uh, the opportunity to just uh, let me do this whole series and build it out. Nice. And uh, the series about, is like, about how many pieces would you say are in the series? Phew, uh, now I think I did like forty. Fifty, yeah, and they're also available in limited edition. So, you know, the time to, for me to, to make a realistic portrait is about five to six weeks. So, um, you know, your medium is uh, what do you use? Oil, oil, yeah, but oil on alkyd base, so it's a uh, fast drying oil. It's not linseed oil. Yeah, I think it has to do with me being a little bit impatient. Well, no, you just <laughs> dude. Once you get better at what you're doing, you get faster. Right. Yeah, true, but uh, the linseed oils may uh, have the the nice effect that you could also have to moderate it for a long time. Yeah, but it also had to do with the fact that you you know you have to wait for a long time as well. Yes, and I, I don't really like steps in between. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, the alkyd based oils they dry one two days, touch mm-hmm. dry. I mean, yeah. not real dry, but touch dry. And Enough to the, work on. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, man, but I'm telling you, like when I, this is your pop, this some of your more yeah pop art work yeah. Pop, it's so crazy because if you look at your pop art and then you look at your portraits, I, I wouldn't be able to just differentiate that this is the same artist or yeah, like Oh, absolutely so I, not. I think I'm it's not like, a one-trick pony. Well, yeah, no, definitely not at all. I mean, but but my main thing is like, uh, like I said, it's just when you when you look at the pop art stuff, yeah. it, it's just, although I think it's really, really great, but you, you know, it still has these realistic elements to it and also there yeah. you can see the... Graffiti. Um, oh, you can see roots, the technician. Exactly, exactly, man. So uh, I'm just saying this is real awesome, and these are none of these are like uh, these are these are all oil basically too. No Alcan. acrylic and. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, the pop art ones. The pop, pop art ones. ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those okay. Are more acrylic okay. and awesome. But so let's go back and talk about these girls with the uh, um, the roughs. The roughs, basically. Yeah. I think it's so funny. At least this is my take on the commentary because I'm looking at these, and this is just kind of like. The, uh, back in the day, there was a lot of like the rich people that would wear like these uh, ruffles, basically, right. to kind of showcase, you know, we're in the upper society. In a sense, is that something that um, because I see these girls, these are all, you know, some of them have gold AK forty seven machine guns, some right. of them are taking selfies. It's kind of like a commentary, on, or you know, they're holding a bottle of Dom Perignon or something <laughs> like that. You know, flaming, flaming, flaming Dom bottle Perignon. of Dom Perignon with a clown like, face. It's a, it's a beautiful. It's a Molotov cocktail. Of Molotov cocktail, yeah, yeah. yeah out of a uh, Dom Perignon bottle, basically. Right. <laughs> basically, you know. Uh, you so you want I mean, me to explain a little bit yeah. more about the series, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would love right. to. So, so I, I made this series, uh, which is called the Neo Golden Age. Okay. And it's a uh, it's a wink towards uh, the classic masters, so the Rembrandts, the Vermeers, uh, you know, the Dutch masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the time um, in the 16th, 17th century, the you know the, the the rich people in the cities uh, came up. So before that, art was basically made 
for the church, right? Yep. So artists would work anonymously in, in favor of the church and that usually have portraits of uh, biblical proportions. And after when the, the cities ruined power, there were a lot of people who came to wealth and wanted to have art of themselves. Yeah. It was actually a status symbol. So yep. a guy would have a portrait of himself and... Uh, or, or maybe a, 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 some Dutch skies or, a, you know, a sea battle. But sure. it, was, it was all about, you know, showing off that you were wealthy enough to own a painting. It was, a, of course, a, a thing that you uh, took a lot of time and a lot of money as well, especially when you had the rock stars of the painters, which Rembrandt was at the time, of course. Mm-hmm. So to, to, uh, to, have these, to have a portrait of yourself, of course, is, is quite odd, you know, because it's a commissioned piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought it was funny that, that nowadays, or at least the last 100 to 150 years, making art in a commission is considered to be a dirty kind of thing. While on the other hand, you have the Rijksmuseum, one of the most famous museums in the world, filled with commissioned pieces and were glorified for it, right? Right. And yes. I thought it was a really strange kind of thing because I, I think you can I think you can do both. I think you can make free work as well as commissioned pieces because you got to keep the furnace burning, right? Yes. So I consider myself also, I mean, art is, for me is also like a, a craftsmanship and as well, it's, it's a business too because I make my living off of it. Right. And yeah. the stuff that makes me, uh, that gives me the opportunity to make a living off it allows me to do other stuff which doesn't make, you know, any money. But it makes you feel better. Yes, it gives a lot of freedom. Yeah. So I, in, in consideration to the the, the, the project that I did with the, the classical pieces. So you have three periods in time which I really like to link to each other. So you have the Golden Age in Holland, which was the 17th century. Right. It was a, a moment where we had a lot of prosperity. Uh, Holland was the richest country in the world. Sure. Uh, they, they invented the, 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 the stock market. Basically, oh my yeah, which, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and the, the, com- the, the, the we had windmills producing a lot of wood yeah. for the boats, yeah. which was actually a, a predecessor of an industri- industrial revolution, which allowed us to make a lot more stuff at the same time. In the late 19th century, which is not uh, by any mistake called the Gilded Age, because it was a uh, the first industrial revolution, of course, they had a similar thing with the steam engine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it allowed a country like Great Britain to rise to uh, to great power as well. Okay. And now in the 20th century, we have, of course, the, the uh, um, technological revolution, which, you know, these periods of times have similar kind of things as well. Apart from uh, prosperity and uh, technological uh, or industrial, uh, um, you know, um, spurts, I don't know how you can say that. Uh, just, yeah, yeah right. It also had to do with a lot of other things. And th- these times go hand in hand with hedonism. You know? Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. You know, showing off that you're yeah. wealthy, squandering money, don't giving really a, a, a rat's ass about everything else. While on the other hand, you know, so that, that was a, a parallel between these three times, even though they, they're hundreds of years apart. Yeah. They have similar kind of characteristics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, back in the day, these paintings were called vanitas paintings, right? Okay. And uh, people would had use like <clears throat> uh, symbolism within the paintings to portray what they wanted to say. So, for example, a skull would mean death, or a butterfly would mean would mean the transcendence of beauty that it wasn't everlasting, or uh, uh, you know, the same would go for a mirror. So instead of a mirror in my paintings, I would use a an iPhone, which is I know. The, yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, the, the modern, modern selfie to makes total yeah. sense now with the exactly it's a modern equivalent of a of a mirror and uh, beautiful. I always use modern day objects to portray these classical pieces. I mean, in, back in the day, they would have a lance, right? In that, right. so you have these uh, uh, vigilante kind of police, which is a night watch. Who took care of the the city at nighttime, mm-hmm. and uh, they had you know rudimentary uh, arms, right? But what's the most iconic piece of armory right now? I thought would be the AK forty seven, yeah, uh, the people's yeah. weapon. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I decided to do it in gold because it you know it had a little bit had a little bit of a feel to it uh, sure, as the sure. classical pieces, and then put on the rough and. Uh, uh, that makes it more into like an, an idol worship. Yes, and, and a, con- more of a contemporary piece at the same time. Because yeah. even though they're really classical within the technique and within the the, the, the kind of a way I portrait these models, mm-hmm. 
it has a it has an out of kind of feeling that is it feels familiar, but on the other hand, it doesn't, right? Yeah, 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 yeah and definitely. And, and and you know, nothing is chosen by um, by chance. So the fact that I'm using roughs have has a message. A lot of people don't know that, but uh, I if they just think it's aesthetically pleasing, I'm fine with that. But people wore roughs for a reason, not okay. only to show off that they were wealthy, because yeah. a rough was just a way of concealing things. Back in those mm-hmm. days, people were wearing a lot of black clothes, and you had like 20 different shades of black, but black had a, a thing that it gets, you know, whenever you had dandruff, and that was a thing back in the day. People <laughs> didn't wash themselves yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah. Dandruff would fall on your clothes, so you used a rough to let the dandruff fall into the rough and wouldn't ruin your clothes. Oh, that's your dirty hilarious. Kind of I never even thought about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, actually, it actually has another thing, and then back in those days, people had a lot of syphilis as well. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Syphilis gave you the marks in your neck, which oh. you could actually just, you know, cover it up. Cover it up. Yeah. Okay. okay. And of course, it grew it to a fashion kind of thing as well, because you know, the richer you were, the nicer your ruff would be. The bigger it, it had, you know, a hundred years past. You know what? How fashion changes over the hundred sure. years. So a ruff from the beginning, 16th century or 17th century, would not look the same as like a hundred years later, but. So what these models who are in in they're fairly naked on my portraits, even though I'm not um, naked chicks showing, are always good to me. Yeah, man. but I'm not showing anything that I yeah. don't really want to show or need to show. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's sexy. It's, so it's, they 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 in in all of their fr- fragility, fr- fragility yes. is that a good word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in their they're they're actually con- convey uh, feeling something with with, and that's what they're showing with the rough that they're wearing. Beautiful. So even though they they look like they're enough have nothing to hide, they actually are. And uh, what languages yeah. do you speak? Just a few. Yeah. No, well, I'm Dutch- sorry. What? <laughs> as a Just a few. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so as a Dutchman, Dutchmen are always known to speak at least at least three. Usually. Just yeah. a few. He you says, know, I mean, but, I mean you get you get you get like you get German and French. Uh, nowadays, you can choose Spanish or Chinese, but. Uh, when I when I grew up, it was a you know English and Dutch is mandatory of course of course so you get you get that in preschool. Okay, right? I'm just saying that because fragility. Okay, that's <laughs> this dude. Those like this is not. I mean, what was English your second, third language? No, I mean TV ruined me from a young age. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I you know whenever you watch Transformers at the age of four, you okay. basically get fucked. So uh, uh, no, no, but I mean, you get you get English in, in preschool. So and uh, English and Dutch together, basically. And yeah, very, always English, Dutch is actually very, very. Sim- it's the closest language to English uh, that I heard uh, compare in comparison. Grammar wise, maybe you can't understand a fucking word of it. Yeah, though, they always man. have an extra extra vowels, extra things like that, yeah. but extra letters. But, but I mean, it's it's not like the other way around. For example, I I lived in Turkey, right? I lived in Istanbul, and the, the grammar is is totally fucked up. If you say not in English, you say I'm going home. Yeah, I am going home. So, or yeah, in the hall we say the same. It's it's like ik ga naar huis. So the the the, the, the order and the words and 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 uh, and verbs is the same. Yeah, and in Turkey it's the other way around. It's like ben eve giriyorum. It means I'm home going, which I totally <laughs> understand why Turkish people sometimes speak shitty Dutch. Right? I'm like. It's, you sound like a retard, but now I really get it because the grammar is just mixed up. The yes, yes. The other way around. Well, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about uh, American Dutch influences because a lot of Americans don't know this, actually. For example, New York. Okay? Yeah. New York, actually, um, everybody knows uh, New, the, you know, the Northerners at that time <coughs> the Yankees, basically. Yeah. Right? Yankees, right? So young Kiss. Young Kiss, basically. <laughs> Jan is actually John in Dutch, and yeah. Keys is short for Cornelius, actually. Yeah. So it's actually Young Keys is, is just two common Dutch names, basically. Yeah, it is. And another thing is that New York City itself actually was used to be called New Amsterdam. Right? Yeah. There's yeah. still a section of New York City still called New Amsterdam, actually. Yeah. It's a lot smaller, but I mean, a lot of times I was just saying that as Americans, we always feel like we have so much uh, English influence. We're oh, we fought, we fought the Redcoats, and then right. we, we, you know what I mean. But you know, if you actually take a look at, we, we spoke to a teacher's wife last time. It's like our food. We have 
sausages that we hold in buns. We have the Hamburg <laughs> steak that we hold in buns. These are all European items, yeah. man. And yeah. a lot of them don't come from, they don't come from uh, UK, actually, you know. Yeah. We'd be eating fish and chips and pies all day if we were that, if we were that UK. Maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> I probably would have bastard into something else, but. <clears throat> that's true, that's true. I, I, that's always, I, 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 this is a slippery slope because we're, that's why I think cultural appropriation is a... Is it's a, bullshit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, you know what it is? Because who, who decides when when a certain culture belongs to somebody else and when it's fixed fixed in a certain set of time? Yeah, no, I mean, there's this new th- trend of uh, American young millennials. They are saying, for example, it's like, hey, wearing dreadlocks is now like... Yeah, <laughs> only allowed for uh, black people. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, I'm like, man, I knew a lot of reggae dudes that are culture appropriating way before it was even invented as a word. Right. If that was actually a thing, you know, if I it mean, was a thing. Yeah, yeah. if it was a thing. Oh, but I mean, you're, like, you're talking about <clears throat> food, right? And I thought, I thought, you know, Suriname is a really it used to be a Dutch colony. As Suriname well. is a place in South America, yeah. a small country right by Venezuela area. It was a Dutch colony. Yeah. Anyways, please go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Americans yeah. don't know this, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it, take offense if you didn't know all the provinces within a country, but a country, all right. Okay, <laughs> we, so we know about, uh, like I said, if I bet you most Americans they would have challenges naming all fifty states, man. All right, <laughs> I have a challenge with that too, though. We but can try not, later you're on. Not, you're not from, you're not from America. You probably know more states than I have someone. No idea. Uh, let me tell you something. The American education is so bad that I was talking to a, a friend who shall remain nameless. He didn't get a very good education, but. At 25 years old, I had to tell this guy that Jap- in Japan they had a nuclear bomb dropped on it, man. Wow, that's, okay, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it mm. becomes uh, your, pop- your English is better than most Americans. Yeah, yeah. yeah think about it because they're speaking yeah. Ebonics. I mean, they're they're speaking hood yeah. hood talk, you oh, know. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's Some not people a- that live in Holland speak terrible Dutch as well. So. I'm, yeah. you know. <laughs> Every but, village has. But going back to what I'm saying is that's why I love Amsterdam. At the end of the day, I mean, we haven't talked about any of the classical art uh, stuff going on in the city. But I've always seen the city as just uh, a place where young people come and they get inspired. They learn. It's a crossroads for many cultures. They, they learn about uh, so many different types of uh, European people. At the end of the day, because right. I mean, the Anne Frank house is here. This is the most touristy shit you can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Van Gogh Museum is yeah. here, right? The Rijks Museum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Rijks Museum is a good museum. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, no, that, I gotta admit, it's a good museum. But no, I mean, all of them are great museums. Like, you know, even if you. Not go, all of them, but that one is a good one. <laughs> even if you. For me, even if I went to the Anne Frank house, like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I don't, I'm not really a believer of, like, us, you know, this place well, is. Well, the Holocaust? Weird. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, no, I believe the Holocaust. <laughs> I went to fucking Auschwitz recently. Oh, actually. right, okay. No, no, yeah. but I'm saying, of like, energy. Just fucking, I'm fucking with you. No, no, no. I always joke when I pass by the you know, Frank house. When you ever pass by the bike, there's people queuing up like like queues for Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, like, whenever I feel like it, I just throw out a, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm like, she's not home, guys. You know, it's like, uh, and, uh, you know, I know when you know, you see people either laughing or just really cringing. And I thought that, you know, I sh- you should be able to joke about that because I'm I'm fucking serious about the Holocaust. Okay? Yeah. So it's, you know, uh, but um, uh, no, it's just interesting because like uh, um, these are just pretty much just like. Uh, as Americans, we do learn about the Holocaust yeah. uh, from elementary school, and then so it's like coming to Europe. That's a big narrative that where everything you visit is like you have to connect it back to like World War Two. At somehow. least somehow, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I, mean, I mean, think Americans do that in a different kind of way. Yeah. Like, well, know, Americans, I mean, we like, liberated so, you guys. So exactly. I mean, we have to be grateful it, forever. It's so funny because yeah, the American narrative is hey, we came over right. and like uh, kicked uh, ass and, and kicked ass, and then we went home just like we do normally our job you know what I mean but the the narrative of a lot of Europeans is like hey man like you know we we basically the Russians were fighting too everybody was fighting for the freedom you guys kind of just came came over real quick you did help us but at the end a lot of the effort I mean like a few years later than you they actually had you know yeah if we would have went there earlier I mean nobody wanted to come over too it's like kind of like everybody was like hey that's their problem and uh, you know that that's a lot of Europe uh, has been been a burning uh burning mess for hundreds of years we, we this is the longest period of prosperity and peace we ever had so yeah, yeah 70 years now people tend to forget that i mean there's a lot of bad things you can say about the european union but that that period of peace that we have now that we we're actually i think a lot of people are taking for granted sure sure is unique 
Let me ask you something. So since we're on the topic of uh, European Union and things right. like that, um, you know, so it's so controversial these days. Actually, it always has been. Though. It always has been. Okay, yeah. okay, interesting. Now, I'm just saying, do you, as a Dutch person, feel like, or as a Dutch artist, actually, you know, do you feel like uh, um, being part of the European a Union, European citizen, a European <laughs> a citizen of the European well, Union, I, I you think lose like a uh, part of your Dutch artist identity. I mean, um, no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I mean, I. It's um, first of all, I feel an Amsterdam. Citizen, citizen of Amsterdam, every, yeah. yeah, above everything. I love that. Then I'd feel Dutch, okay, and then I'd feel European, okay, and uh, in that order, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean, I mean, Europe is. It's. I think you can compare it whenever you go to uh, the East Coast or the West Coast of the, of the United States. Is that whenever you visit the north of Europe and the, uh, maybe even below Paris, uh, uh, the difference is is is. Is really big, not mm -hmm. only in culture and, and, and language, but uh, in the way people you know live their lives as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's not one European identity, and that's sure. one of the biggest struggles that um, that they have nowadays. Is that all European countries think differently on what the European Union is or should be? Mm -hmm. There's just one phrase. It's called the ever ever uh, closer union, mm -hmm. which is as ambiguously vague <coughs> as it is wide right sure. so for example the French would like to have a European Union with a, a, a national army uh, the Brits back in the days just wanted to have a European Union which was based on trade and, yeah uh, you know uh, the, the Germans would like to have European Union was based on trade and traffic of people but not the army so they all had different the three biggest powers they all had different opinions on what the European Union would be so they gradually uh, forge it together in a really you know it's a I mean, it's fantastic how they do it, even though it's not really democratic. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, uh, speaking of that, what do you uh, what do you think about our uh, our our president that we have over here in uh, in the United States? Uh, well, you know, yeah, as a as a non American, or at because, least the the undiagnosed. I I, 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 I got in a lot of trouble to say that I I I think I once said the the, the Americans got the president that they deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the mere fact that you know, it's, it's, if you it's, just leave it at that statement, that's that, perfect. That's actually, I'm just saying because it's like, hey, uh, that's democracy for you, man. Like, you know, what I mean, and at the end, sometimes how I always feels like somebody's always mad that somebody's in office. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. But I mean, I do have to say maybe a little bit about that because I don't. I don't next time, I don't want to get lynched when I go to the United States. So, uh, um, it's not that I'm sour about it, but it, I, I, you know. When you kick people against the shins for a long time, whether they are right or not, you know, I think we talked about it outside of the podcast as well, but um, they'll, they'll be more willing to like, well, we'll show you guys, you know, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the moral right of way that... that, that, that uh, it's the payback, man. Right. And it's, it, it, I, I had, during the elections in 2017, I really got the feeling that that was a... Uh, vibe that was living, you know, and uh, not saying the one is better than the other or the one is wrong. It wouldn't be my preferred choice. Let's say that. I mean, you know, <laughs> just to be. Well, you just, guys have your own Donald Trump, man. Right, exactly, and that's what a lot of these countries. That's why I can relate. I mean, Britain had Boris Johnson with the, the yellow wig. You guys have Trump with the yellow wig. We have Kate Wilders. He's, he's on the down right now, but uh, it, it, ha it, 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 you know, it has to do with this certain fact that people are unhappy or unsatisfied, and other people are not, you know, uh, taking their uh, shit seriously, or at least saying, "Well, your troubles don't matter," or, or, and that's what get 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 these people more fired up. You know, I think that the, there, there's a dialogue missing somewhere. Sure, it's, it's, sure. It's just polarization of the whole. Uh, political landscape and that's when you get excesses and that's when you get uh, you know a president like that and, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 definitely but I mean there is there is a you know there is a there is an area where I think always you know maybe you guys are more afraid of it than our I, I heard like you oh, he's on the nuclear button I'm like yeah but there's more people <laughs> that actually have to go agree with that before you know that's yeah. yeah I mean he's more of a it's different, probably how we see our political leaders than how you would see it. I, you know, when I when I see these guys like Putin or Erdogan or Trump, you know, getting in a brawl with each other, I'm like always like, 
ah, that's that's the kind of the way these people work, you know. Yeah. How a how a car salesman or a, a business person would work, and it's not how a politi- polit- polit- normal politician in Europe would work, yeah. or in another, you know. It's, it's like their dynamics, right? Their, exactly. It's their dynamics, their way of talking to each other. They could fight each other out of the hallway one day and be, you know, bromancing the next one, right? right. So yeah. right. It's, 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 it, I don't really get upset when I read something that looks to me downright outrageous because I know the next day could be totally different. Yeah, I don't yeah. get upset that easy. Well, you got Donald Trump who, you know, he's got his, his bank, uh, Capital One, yeah. one of them, whatever. Um, and he's suing them. Right. He's, he sued them before for giving him a loan. Right. And That's, like, what do you think about that? I haven't heard that story though, but you have to explain that to me. Yeah, he was uh, he was suing uh, Capital One for turning over his uh, so that they wouldn't turn over his financial. Oh right, yeah, yeah, because they, they you had to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, maybe if you everybody has something to hide. You know. Not as much as. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we're talking equity, but I mean, uh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, I, would, yeah. Now, I think that would be a really good statement for privacy rules, right? So they, they use that in their argument. It's always like, uh, well, if you have nothing to hide, don't worry about your privacy. Well, everybody's got, and even though if it's not something you have to hide right now, you know, I don't trust people in power in five or ten years. What, what if yeah. they decide that what I was doing ten years ago is illegal right now? You know, yeah. and, and that. You know what, though? I think that the most interesting thing that I take away from this is that I don't know shit about Dutch politics. (laughs) Okay, I don't know shit about European. But you know what? Every single European I talk to, man, they always know, hey, at least a little bit about what's going on in my country. And it always makes me uh, evaluate that, hey, as an American, um, maybe we should pay attention to a little bit more of what's going on than just like, Hey, what's going on in my country? What's going on with Trump today? You know what I mean? Because after, yeah. after all, we're all we're all connected. Yeah, yeah that's true. All the news outlets. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no. yeah, not I, just the Trump news outlet, the yeah. Fox News. I mean, put it this way: I, I'm not I'm not a regular. Fox News is not my regular go to, but I will check there just to see oh, yeah, what absolutely. they're saying today. Yeah. Because exactly. I have to. Uh, because you know what? At the end of the day. Um, the other side, CNN is probably not, uh, you know, telling me the full 100 percent truth either. Exactly. It's a little bit biased. True. So you got to read All a little bit of everything. Bias. Yeah, I mean they're always pushing some sort of narrative. You yes, know? of course. Go read that's, fucking Reuters, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that that that's just straight facts. <laughs> you know, what I mean, all the all yeah. the CNN people they interpret Reuters and then. You know, they don't have fucking people on the field necessarily. You know, so that's true. You know, at the end of the day, man, I think it's actually yeah, been. Yeah. A, hour already then <laughs> what yeah. yeah it's been over an hour already man all right before we get yeah. do you have any any series upcoming that you're uh, that you're working on any shows or? uh well i'm doing three shows this month so i'm kind of a busy uh busy bee at the moment so i'm doing showings in germany and one in denmark and at the end of the month one in rotterdam so uh well it's good Getting how do good. people find you what's the easiest way to find you online online so yeah. then what, what would you be you have a website or Instagram yeah or plug, frank basically? e hollywood dot com frank e hollywood yeah. without it's frank and then the letter e and then hollywood basically yeah. and you know what what I want to invite you is like if you ever you know have any projects you want to do in LA LA Square Gallery would love to back you basically cool. and bring you help find you a gallery or something because yeah. you got to check out his work guys it's awesome realistic paintings I gotta ask you real quick who are these girls uh, well, <laughs> are they models? Yeah, are, are they just from your imagination? No, 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 no. They're, okay. all, they're all they're all real people uh, to a certain extent. Of course, if I think people that you knew, or friends, yeah, of friends of mine. Yeah, man, he's got some good looking friends, man. Yeah, <laughs> and nice. I'm blessed, and they're yes, 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 they are. Uh, but if I I consider, I always in, uh, you know I always talk about about the models up front about the fact that I could modify some parts. For example, if I think you have a tattoo, which I don't really like to portray in my, sure. my work, I wouldn't use that. Or I think I'd give you uh, less of a bump in your nose or just a little bit more to emphasize something, I would do that. Okay. If I change okay. your hair to short to uh, too long, I would mm-hmm. do that as well. But other than that, they are all based on real people, yes. Are they Very photographs cool. and then you paint the photograph usually? Uh, or are they, well, they, yeah, they but I mean, the, the girl wasn't holding a flaming bottle in my studio. Oh, okay. I mean, oh no, no. I was, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe, maybe they were and uh, I mean, hold the bottle and she, then you, you imagine it and then you add on to exactly. it too. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Like I said, man, it's amazing, you amazing. You add and take off. That's the, the liberty of 
of a painting. Definitely. And you guys got to check this out. Frank E. Hollywood. What's your website, bro? Well, frankehollywood.com. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? It's so happy to, uh, you know, have Frank E. come on our podcast, man. Uh, a street uh, graffiti artist turned into fine artist, man. And hopefully... And we're very, gonna... very knowledgeable about, like, tons a of lot, things. He's a polymath, man. They, you know, <laughs> I mean, he knows a lot of shit. You, you know, it's always good. Your, Europeans are just more knowledgeable, man. <laughs> No, 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 I, I no, only no. I only speak a few languages. I mean, come on, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I know it always awesome, is like, man. hey man, in America, it's like, hey, don't tell me to learn fucking Spanish, man. Those fucking street signs better be in fucking English, bro. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to learn any no fucking Spanish, man. That, that's the fucking mentality, man. You know? Really? Yeah, man. It's, seriously. It's like, why are these fucking signs in Chinese, bro? They think they're in China or what? You know what I mean? That's the kind of mentality. Uh, <laughs> how many languages you learn in school, man? Uh, you get, you, no, you only have to learn one. Yeah. English, I mean... Some people don't even learn that one. Okay. <laughs> you know? Isn't that like mandatory to do you know? Well, yeah, but a lot of people fail out of school and they just never go back to school. So, uh, yeah, so okay. you know, there's, there's English and there's bad English. And then, right. you, okay, you and then there's worse. Language, and then there's English. Yeah. You pick one language where, I, like, I learned uh, Spanish in middle school, um, but right. extracurricular, I went to Chinese school on Saturdays. All right. You know, and I spoke Chinese at home. So it's like, that's why I speak. Uh, three languages, I guess, you know, uh, I mean, which yeah. has helped me quite a bit, too, so fuck. Anyways, it's been an hour, guys. <laughs> Learn a fucking language, dude. All yeah, right. <laughs> but anyways, thank you, guys. Take care. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Check thanks out Frankie Hollywood. Uh, thanks again to Frankie Hollywood, man. No problem Such at all. Yeah, he took us out last night, man, and we went to awesome food festival. But anyways. Me, man. He's like, he's also, like, hosting this in his city. That's incredible. Dutch person. He's like, took us out last night. He told us places to go and everything. Yeah. Today. And we're Thanks, gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go out and check out some more stuff today. Thank you guys so much. Follow Frankie Hollywood on Instagram and check out his website. Okay. And if you, you know, you enjoy our podcast, please uh, leave us a review. If you have any friends that are gonna listen to us, you know, the reviews always help us reach more people. So thank you. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Cheers. Bye. And in the end.